Attention Strictly Hoop Talk and Strictly Hip Hop listeners. Fans, you know I've been talking about this clothing line forever, but Anti Forever USA is where you need to be to get dope clothes, man. I'm telling you, I just got a hoodie in the mail today. It is awesome. It is one of their premium uh, hoodies, and they have they have so much more, though, than hoodies. They have beanies. They have hats. They have long sleeves. They have t-shirts. They have everything, and they got more stuff coming soon. I was just told that they have more stuff coming soon, so fans... Go to Anti Forever USA today and remember to use the special co- promo code PLATTY to get 10% off your purchase. That's P-L-A-T-T-E. And make sure you know that the P is capital. The link will be in the description of the podcast. Shop Anti Forever USA today. AntiForeverUSA.com Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Strictly Hip Hop. As always, I'm your host, Chris Platty. I know it's been a minute, but returning, um, hopefully for a more positive review this time, is uh, Alex Jacobson when he came to review uh, Lil Yachty Teenage Emotions, which is, to this date, my lowest score I've ever given on a on a podcast, and definitely your lowest score on a podcast you've ever given. You know, it's true. That is the lowest score I've ever given an album on a podcast. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm good, man. Glad to be back. Thanks for having me again. No problem, man. No problem. Um, the fans say you did a great job, so had to bring you back. So uh, we're here to review 2 Chainz's new album, Pretty Girls Like Trap Music. And if the title isn't interesting enough, I'll give you the background information. 2 Chains came in the game a long time ago, about 19, in, in about 1997, entering the game under the name Titty Boy, um, forming the southern hip-hop duo Playa Circle, which signed a Ludacris's label, Disturbing the Peace. Again, 2 Chains stayed under that label as Titty Boy from 1997 to 2010. Then by 2012, Titty Boy gets a deal uh, with Death Jam to go solo and becomes 2 Chains uh, over the... And his name, Titty Boy, is kind of controversial. It was, um, people were seeing it as a disrespect to women. And, you know, he's he always fought that. It was something he had to fight his whole time under the name Titty Boy. So when he moved, so he figured it's time to change. So he became 2 Chains, And um, he became the 2 Chains we know and love today and released, and released his debut album in 2012, True Story, which had mixed reviews, but it had a few hits. Um, so overall, it was a pretty solid project. Then over the next few years, 2 Chainz started to gain momentum by becoming one of the best feature artists in the game. Uh, he had many dope records like What They Want on Schoolboy Q's debut LP. Love it. Oxymoron. Yeah, that was one of my favorite uh, 2 Chain verses. And uh, the classic Cypher record, Fucking Problems, with ASAP Rocky, Drake, and Kendrick. That one's going to be a banger forever. Also love it. Yeah, also love it. And, of course, the smash hit recently, No Problem, uh, with Chance and Lil Wayne. And many more in between. And he kind of 
he kind of won our way into our hearts by evolving into this fun artist that always delivers these hilariously clever lines that always just catch the listener and the way he delivers them always makes you just want to say them every time they come on whether you like to or not and um so he's just a very infectious very very established himself as a very fun artist but he he was always considered at least in my opinion a feature artist as opposed to an album artist he wasn't the one who would release a lot of great solo records by himself he was always he was always a great addition when he was a part of the song not the whole song and so um that was always kind of my knock against two chains but anyways here we are for his fourth debut or for his fourth studio album which is pretty girls like trap music and it follows last year's collie grove collab album with lil wayne which i thought was phenomenal again i thought Two Chains was at his best as a, um, and I thought that album proved that he was at his best when he's bouncing off of another MC as opposed to just, as opposed to just being himself and taking center, center stage. But on this album, he does, and uh, it sold well commercially, um, with 106,000 albums moved in the first week. And so, with that being said, that's the background information on this album. Now, Alex. I'll let you kick off the podcast, so we're going to talk about some tracks here. We're going to highlight some tracks, so what is, what, what is the track you want to talk about? Uh, first one I would like to talk about is uh, is Realize, okay, which uh, which featured Nicki Minaj, who I'm not a giant fan of. Um, she had some good stuff back when she first started, but she just kind of evolved into uh, whatever it is she is today. But um, I, I like how when he first comes out, on this track he almost starts off with like an mgk flow he's got like it's it's very different from what i normally hear him do and you know he really proves you know he's the king of the trap kind of thing and and i dig that from him because i mean he kind of has his own you know trap sound that's unique to to him it's not exactly the same as the same kind of trap stuff you would hear from ti or, or anybody else who considers themselves a trap artist um, but in the beginning of the song, you, you sort of get an intimate look at, uh, at Chains for a second. You know, he's hiding his scars under his tattoos, things like that. He's not a fan of the government. You can't trust the government. And, uh, one of my favorite lines in the whole song is when he's like, fuck all that mumble shit. And, you, know, <laughs> you really get uh, an idea of what he thinks. Shout out to little Yachty. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. But, uh, at least we have the same opinion about something. But, yeah. um, I was okay with the uh, with the chorus. Nikki was fine on the chorus. Uh, her voice is just annoying to me, and her verse was also kind of annoying to me. I don't really agree with her calling herself the Dwayne Carter of the North, and I don't know what she meant by Dwayne Wade in the sauce, but whatever. Um, Dwayne Wade in the fourth. Was it the fourth? Yes. Dwayne Wade in sauce. the fourth. That makes she more sense. She said Dwayne Carter in the North, Dwayne Wade in the fourth, which I thought was one of the hardest lines. Um, okay. Well, just because I'm a basketball fan. So. Gotcha. Well, then that line is way better now that I know what it actually <laughs> it said. It makes more sense. It does. I'm like, what the sauce? Whatever. Okay. Sorry, I'm not. I swear I actually listened to it. Um, <laughs> I, I, The one thing I did want to point out was is I was actually kind of sad when she said that she broke Aretha's record. Oh, yeah. Just because of whatever. Um, But, yeah, I, I really wish that uh, 2 Chains had another verse on this track because he started going into, like, some story mode and I kind of had the same feeling you had with Logic's album, where I just wanted to hear more. And hmm. I feel like he could have gone deeper with it. I really dig the track. I just wish there would have been more to it. Okay, yeah, that that's an interesting point. Um, I'm glad I'm glad you bring that up. See, to me, I kind of have a similar but different perspective on this record because I agree. I like Two Chains. Um, he does a great job. He does he does kind of form this story, not so story track. 
And I think that had he chosen to go a different way and make it a story track, he could have, and he could have made it a dope one. But um, but to me, the Nicki Minaj song, or the Nicki Minaj verse, rather, takes center stage in the song because um, because she continues to go at Remy Ma. Um, and the interesting thing about this is the, the, the beef never seems to die despite how long, um, despite how long and, and how many times it's been publicly stated as dead they publicly go at each other in records and it's it's not subliminal it's not the it's not the drake kendrick shots it's the it's the very clear Nicki minaj at remy ma like she has the lines you know um talking about how did nas clear the ether record nope because sheether if you remember was dropped by remy ma and it was a it's a really dope diss track i thought it was phenomenal um i was on we talked about it on the quarter pod actually with kayla and chris so shout out them and if you haven't checked out that podcast because that's one of my best podcasts i ever did and um wh- one of the things we talked about there was we talked about the Nicki minaj and remy beef and i talked about how in my opinion i thought remy won because she had the doper record sheet there i thought it was i thought it was a really dope one of the best all-time diss tracks i've ever heard very scathing and so she she called it sheet there sampling the the beat from ether of course and um it was on it was on like apple music stuff for like a day and then it got taken down because of clearance issues and whatever it was supposedly according to fat joe and remy ma they both said that it was publicly cleared by um by the label and everything and everything was good and they were told that it was good so they put it up but then it got taken down and uh, and then it was shortly after that and this is the interesting dynamic of it is that Nikki started to be seen with Nas and then and then long behold like two weeks after that record it's like it's been publicly talked about that they're now this new couple Nick or Nicki Minaj and Nas oh jeez and so um and so then and so it, it just kind of adds like a layer of um it just kind of adds like an interesting dynamic and layer to it but overall I thought it was a good I thought it was a good verse for Nikki um I'm not the biggest fan of Nikki again she does a lot of her a lot of her lines are kind of Drake-esque in that they're in that they're braggadocious about their status as opposed to the content. Mm-hmm. And you know, like she has the um, you know the uh, uh, she had that Ether record, I broke Aretha records. You know, basically kind of like you know kind of showing them because again, Nicki Minaj has always said, and that's why I thought Remy won is because Remy actually went at. Nicki Minaj and the content the content of her music and everything where Nicki Minaj has just always been all Nicki Minaj's response has pretty much always been you know the same things one Mm -hmm. the assault charge that Remy Ma had that was infamous and two is the whole just the and this the most the most frequently used one is just the I'm bigger than you I'm the pop star you're not right you know and so um, to me, it was interesting. Um, I enjoyed them going back and forth. And Two Chains talked about it on Hot 97 to bring it back into the context of the album. Um, he was on Hot 97, and he talked about how he has a relationship with both Remy Ma and Nicki Minaj. And so um, Nicki sent him the verse. He knew immediately because it's very obvious that she's taking shots at Remy Ma throughout the whole record, and or throughout the whole verse. And um, so he calls Remy, talks to her, and so everything's good, and so he puts it on the album and everything, cause it because he you know he felt it was a dope record and he wanted to put it on there. But um, to go back to your point about the logic thing, which I think I think is very interesting, and I think that's something 
I'll have to say for overall thoughts. But for now, I just want to say that um, that that that's an interesting comparison that I didn't think about really until until slightly before the podcast. So um, that's an interesting one that I, that I think I'll get to when it comes to overall overall. So if you're cool with, um, do you have anything to add on Realize, or are you cool if I jump to the next record? Uh, just one quick thing. Um, I just wanted to add that the Remy Ma, Nicki Minaj beef diss track back and forth thing is probably the realest we've seen since Eminem and Ja Rule. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it, it's kind of sad almost because, you know, there's that whole Drake and, uh, Meek, and yeah. Meek thing. But really, I don't really consider those tracks from Drake even really diss tracks. He doesn't ever say anything specifically well, back to back was hard. Oh, back, I, it was I, a great I, track, yeah, but I don't know if it was exactly a diss track. There was like one I think or two little digs, and like, but you compare that to this um, back and forth where it's right. like literally it's saying very each other's names clear. and back and forth, and like records, you're like going directly into it, and it's like this is specifically 100% no doubt at you, and I don't like you. And I, I, I dig that from both of them. That's one thing I can say that I do like, but uh, yeah, we can move on to the next thing. Yeah, that's an interesting point. And I agree with that. So um, let's let's move on. So I want to talk about um, if it's cool with you. I'll start with the opening track, Saturday Night, which yeah, yeah. to me is. Um, I remember the first time I heard it. I was at work. Um, I like I hooked up to a speaker. We had this little speaker set in our office that um, that our boss bought us. That you know, just um, so that when we're hanging out at the office, we can use uh, we can use the speaker and listen to music. So I hook up and I'm like and I and I'm working with my coworker. I'm like I want I want you guys want to hear that new two chains and he's like he's like absolutely and so I throw on two chains and I throw on Saturday night and immediately that guitar rift is just like holy and then the bass comes in and it's just this dark instrumental. It's actually produced by Mike Will, which is not a traditional. It's it doesn't seem like a traditional Mike Will beat by any means. I didn't know it was him. Yeah, and it was something different for two chains and so um just the the darkness this the the darkness of it automatically set the tone and you know because i'm thinking pretty girls like trap music that's a light-hearted um mm-hmm. that's a light-hearted phrase in and of itself so i expected a lot of a lot more records like we'll get to like it's a vibe you know like i expected that to be pretty much the the whole album essentially but when it came in dark it was it was very different it caught me by surprise and i'm like is is this going to be a very deep is this going to be a very deep conceptual album and the record uh, has very dope bars, like I said, and perhaps it's one of the most lyrical Two Chain songs I've ever heard. Um, he uses this track to basically summarize not only his status in the game at the moment, but how he got how he got here basically through the trials and tribulations of pushing drugs, then signing to Ludacris, then losing his friend Bankroll Fresh, who was murdered last year in Atlanta. Uh, to eventually becoming basically this kind of elder statesman in hip hop, because even though Two Chain's solo career is new, he is an old rapper. He's actually he's actually um, he's actually the same age as Jay Z was. One to to equate where Two Chains is at, uh, Pretty Girls Like Trap Music is was released at the same age that Jay Z released Blueprint Three. Oh, geez. So if okay. you think about that, yeah. So if you think about that, yeah, it's a, it's uh, two chances is, is definitely is definitely far from a rookie, even though it's this is he's entering his fifth year as a solo artist. True. And again, like I said, came out in '97, so he's he's been around the game. And to me, basically, this is just a phenomenal start to the album. Um, again, I can talk about the instrumental all day. I love it. Just very, just it really grabbed me from the first listen. And immediately off of that record, before I even got to the next record, 
I was like, I cannot wait to listen to this again. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and I just, I almost didn't want it. I almost didn't want to go to the next track. Like, I almost just wanted to keep replaying the intro, and it, it looped me in. And to me, I've said this on podcast before, so I'm I'm sure you've probably heard me say it, is that to me, like, the most important things to an album are the intros and outros. Like, I very much, I put a lot of value in being able to set the tone with an album or to start strong with an album and to close strong with an album. And so, uh, to me, like, I'm I'm very into, like, the art of making an album. And I think that's what defines a great artist is when you're able to make a cohesive, great body of work, a, a great album. And so, to me, the, and at the centerpiece of that importance is the intro and outro tracks. And so, again, it grabbed me right from the jump loved it and um it's definitely i could say one of like the three or four most listened to records i have on this when i'm just when i'm just cruising and i want to listen to this album this is one of the ones i play gotcha well true <laughs> yeah i was surprised i didn't hear any of that on this album but um yeah this this track really did remind me that two chains is low-key a lyricist like when you think two chains you just think bangers or what or what have you but he can rhyme and he can put some words together you know like he's uh he i like to refer to him sometimes as your best friend's dad if he was a gangster because he <laughs> drops like the dad jokes as puns but it works so well and he's been doing that for forever but um this track especially i don't i can't recall any specifics at the moment but uh i just know that this album in particular uh he's making a bunch of dad jokes and they work really well in the in yeah rap so yeah the the part that stands out to me about this and i want to pull up the lyrics right now so give me a second to pull up the lyrics because um it's it's really it's really dope the part where he's talking about you know the um being uh being there with tip was swung swung at and everything Mm -hmm. and um here let me pull up this part because i got it i got it right here so it's uh um okay yeah so stop talking that mafia shit. You never met Meech, Jebu, or or Liz, and those are people that um, those are people that Two Chains associates with. If you don't know, do your do your research on that. Um, Uda charged me just a dip. You know, again talking to his disturbing the peace days was there when when Chaka was swung on by Tip, and and then and and, and he you know then he goes on to talk about Lil Wayne used to come get the bags from me and. Uh, you you still looking for gas money, and so it's it's a very it's a very two chains record, but it it, it kind of bounces back and forth between um, but it, it the way he tells the story to me is interesting on this because it is a story. Uh, if you look at the album, if, if or sorry the song, and you look at the lyrics and everything, it is it is a story. It forms a story, but he's almost telling it from this narrative perspective where he steps outside every now and then just to deliver a bar to remind you of who he is like the like the gas money he's in the middle of you know talking about uh talking about you know his his hustle and everything and then he'll step out and he'll take a shot at you know like basically asserting asserting his um his elder statesman like i said earlier like his his role as like kind of like an elder statesman of atlanta hip-hop so to me it's a very dope record um i i really appreciate it and to me it's one that it's it's one that really goes crazy. And every time I hear this, I think of that Kendrick tweet. I don't know if you caught the Kendrick Lamar tweet where he just had this random tweet. It was like it was like Jay Z's Hall of Fame, uh, Lil Meech, the guy who played uh, Demetrius Ship, the guy who played Tupac in All Eyes on Me, mm-hmm. um, killed his debut. 
Then it was, um, then he said two chains. It was just a bunch of random rap thoughts. It was Jay-Z's yeah. Hall of Fame. Lil Meech killed his debut, uh, his debut role as Pac. Uh, two chains snapped the whole album. I love rap. <laughs> It was like yeah. it was like a really it was like a really just like you could tell it was like it, and it was like three a.m. in the morning you could just tell yeah. he was just like super just geeked about hip hop and um so I that and this is one of the the most lyrical tracks so every time I I um I hear this record I think about that moment from from Kendrick mm-hmm. but um yeah if you want to jump into the next song go ahead and uh, jump into the next song yeah yeah well we talked about the first track let's talk about the last track that one is Burglar Bars. Nice. And uh, I really, really dig this track. It gets back into the storytelling from Chains again. And, uh, you know, it's it's actually, it's a deep song with actual meaning. You know, he's telling about his life way more than usual, uh, at least compared to other albums and what I've heard before from him. Uh, but then, you know, he gets back into what you were saying, you know, being a, a staple of hip-hop and uh, gets back to, uh, to flexing on his own stuff. So um, he does make a comment, though, uh, that I, I had a hard time agreeing with it first but then going back through the album a few more times i did start to see uh he says his verses are better his subject is realer um you know i, I don't know if he's comparing it to his his past albums or or what it is maybe he's comparing himself to other rappers but uh like i didn't see it at first i had to listen to the album a few times before i started to realize okay there is actually a story to this he's not just going through generic rap stuff like he mm-hmm. actually lived it so he's telling the story through it because you're so used to hearing you know i sold drugs i it women you know it the basic yeah. tropes of hip-hop but yeah but it's, it's it's never it's never deeper than that it's never right, it's right. never this is how i sold drugs. it's just i sold yeah, drugs exactly it's, i get women it's not it's not this is how i get women this is how i sell drugs exactly. like all these things it's not the how it's the it's the matter of fact exactly so he does actually after i listened to it the first time and just went oh it's just the same thing as everything i went back and listened a few more times and started to realize you know i had a bias already set in my head so i went back listened through a few more times and realized okay there is actually story being told here and you know it's uh it's his verses are better his subject is realer he actually went through this stuff and it's uh it's really cool to hear him talk about that um yeah he actually follows that line if i can interject real quick he follows that line with um see my verses are better my subject is realer see my mom was an addict and my dad was the dealer and so he gives you these little glimpses. And again, this is something that I never knew about 2 Chains. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So it's like, um, you know, and then he follows it with, I'm no black activist. I'm a black millionaire. Give you my black ass to kiss. So like, he, again, he, he does it where like he kind of dives in it, but then yeah. he pulls back. He like just gives you a little sprinkle of, uh, of life story and then goes back to, you know, telling you everything else he wants to tell you. So it's not... You can't really compare him to a storyteller, or you can't like yeah. compare him to a Cole or a Kendrick, because that's not what he's about. He gives you just little sprinkles of it, and then kind of backs out. So, like what I said about the logic thing, I, I maybe I want from him what he doesn't want to put out. Yeah. Um, and I might just be used to storytelling rappers that I want to hear something like that from Chains, but if that's not his style, it's not his style. So, right. uh, I just I really appreciated that I could hear some story from him. Uh, that might just be my taste in hip hop coming out, though. Yeah, no, I I agree with you one hundred percent. My favorite rapper, all my favorite rappers are storytellers. My two favorite, my my two favorite rappers are Jay Z and Kendrick. Great storytellers, and then of course my third favorite is Pac. Yeah, amazing storyteller. Mm-hmm. One of, probably one of the best ever. Um, I actually had an argument with um who with my friend about who's the better storyteller, Kendrick or Pac, and so um we had a back and forth there. I won't. And that maybe that's for another podcast, but um. 
but yeah i i so i love the storytelling and i think that him dipping his toes in it and to me this album and to address the logic point i I see it and it's not it's not wrong because i for those of you that are listening you probably heard my logic review if you didn't i was fairly i was fairly critical of him because of you know it was it was um you know i'm white and i'm black but it was never any deeper than that i didn't even mean to rap but i didn't even mean to rhyme rather but i did but uh, but he's not a rapper but i'm not a rapper (laughs) but um bars but um so so with that with that being said though it was it was never it was never really deeper than that it never got substance like he had this he had this spoken dialogue in, in um uh, it's a song way back um i i don't i know that's not the title of it but it's let me take it way back i'm i'm drawing a blank now but um where he's talking about how you know he he had section 8 housing and everything and you know his uh his mom kidnapped him or something and it's like okay these are like song these are elements that can be in a story you don't just say them mm-hmm. and leave it and, and so and so again two chains is doing the same thing but i think maybe it's because maybe it's because two chains doesn't have an under pressure that i think uh that i that i give more credit to two chains than i do logic because logic had some nice storytelling on under pressure like nikki one of my favorite songs by oh, logic yeah. ever amazing amazing um amazing storytelling amazing that whole album had a lot of depth to it growing pains mm-hmm. uh you know um what's the what's the second track uh, i'm trying to remember it's it's not the intro track but it's the second track oh gang related oh yeah great i think song. yeah yeah great, great storytelling great storytelling and so all the all these songs like so if if i didn't have that logic I wouldn't be as upset mm-hmm. if I didn't have the taste of what logic really could do. And that was my whole criticism of logic. Cause I know it can do way. I know he can do way better than everybody. Everybody mm-hmm. was his best album production wise, but he just did not deliver the content to match. And so I think, I think with two chains from a glance, you get you're you're getting lines here and there, but you're never really, you never got an album where he went full concept on a story and maybe this is what he's gearing up to maybe this is what he's leading up to because he is already working on his next album he's uh he's confirmed that he's working with he's confirmed slash not so confirmed that he's working with that he's working on eminem with his new album eminem's album that's coming yeah that's coming in the chamber i i i expect that to be announced in a few months that it's coming by i expect that to come by winter um and then, uh, then he's got Q-Tip. He was in the studio with Q-Tip working on Two Chains' album. Uh, so Q-Tip's just doing a feature for Two Chains. So um, uh, again, so I think I think Two Chains is is maybe starting to go that direction of storytelling, and maybe this is his dabble in it. So I think that this is something. Well, your point is fair. I think it it's kind of a jury still out because if if you're right if this is all we get with two chains then yeah i'll be disappointed as far as storytelling and depth but if if um this is just the intro we can't really knock him for it you get what i'm saying yeah i feel you and uh, i definitely agree with that too because if this is like this is his first dabble really into talking about himself yeah maybe he's waiting for the response to see if people are actually into that or not because you know you can tell from if you go way back to when he was still Titty Boy, you could see the transition from the art. He's changed a lot. Yeah. I mean, he's still him, but he's he's definitely grown and evolved. So this could be. And just even a even as even as two chains, he's evolved. Oh yeah, you absolutely. Know? And so he's not. He's definitely not the same artist he was even five years ago. But 
right, but to to close with the song again, Burglar Bars, um, just a great, fantastic outro. And so I, I talked great about the intro, and I have high praise for the outro as well. Again, he he gave bars, he rapped a lot, he um, he had substance, and you know it depends on how what you call substance. I guess it depends on you know how how you how you view that that matter that subject matter. But um, two chains is definitely is definitely giving. It's a nice smooth instrumental. And he's definitely give, it definitely gives you a close a closing feeling to the album, and it definitely it definitely creates the it's it's not the song where the album's over and you feel like that was the end, because sometimes if an album's ended poorly, you just you don't feel like it's over. You just feel like that was one of that was just a song, right. it, and then you look and you realize that that's the end because the music stopped and you're and you're confused. But yeah, he he closed out he closed out the album pretty well, so I like that song. And I'll jump to I'll jump to the second track actually. So if I bounce all the way back to the front of the album, I'll go to the second track. And following the intro, this track again is another dark one, but this is way darker. It's grimy. It's heavy bass hitting. It's this dark, grimy, heavy bass hitting banger that finds Two Chains rapping about his days as a hustler and showing how these moments of hustling. And this is this is again this is where I think the substance comes in, because with this one he's showing. He's showing on this on this song Riverdale how he how the hustling mentality of pushing drugs gave him the business acumen he has now and his understanding of the value of money and, and that's one of the things that watching I've watched several Two Chains interviews he's a great interview by the way I hope to inter, I hope to be successful enough to interview him one day because he he always gives great answers and Two Chains has become a great rapper but he often doesn't get credit for his business acumen. Um, I'm sure you're aware of the famous dab sweatshirt that he did last year. Yeah, that went really well for him. Yeah, he went, he landed a couple million off of that, off oh, of yeah. an idea just sitting at the crib smoking weed and was like, "All right, what about this idea?" Yeah, threw it out there and and it Nailed sold it. like it sold crazy, and, and you know and like he got more than he got more on that than he did on his first couple albums, you know, and so it's 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 a very um, he has he has a nice business acumen, and. And yeah, again, it reported him a couple a couple million off of just a dope idea, which was which was really nice. But uh, while most of the song is aggressive and in your face style of delivery, which is uh, again that's another element of Two Chains we don't see, and and that's what gives me faith about him going forward is the versatility he shows on this on this album. And but we see him reach back in his bag, like I talked about earlier, these corny yet hilarious punchlines, these dad jokes, as as you say. And this is definitely a rapper dad line, and it's it's my most favorite line of the whole album, bar none. And that is, bought some Gu- or brought some Gucci to your mama's house just to leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just never yeah. changed two no, chains. I mean seriously, it's just good old two chains there for you, man. It's just that's what he does. He drops those little one-liners on you, and he drops so many of them that you don't even pick them all up the first time, or because you're trying to think about the last one you heard. So. <laughs> yeah yeah he just like the trinidad james line in the chorus is yeah. great um i just i love the bass in this song the bass bangs it, it really gives you the feel of the time he's describing yeah um you know he goes from grams to grammys he says that and it's really yeah. nice to see how he describes his come up um it's just it's just some real trap shit that's what this song really is yeah this is a really really dope trap record um i don't got much to add other than it is definitely a standout record highly recommend it to anyone um 
anyone who hasn't checked out the album yet, this is one of the songs that I would recommend that gives you not only a good taste for the whole album, but um, it's also just a really, just really dope record. So go ahead and jump into your next one. Okay, let's see. What did I leave off on? Okay, OG Kush Diet. This is interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested. I'm curious why you picked this one. So fans um, who don't know, we. We text back and forth before the show. We never discuss our opinions before the show. We just basically, what we do is um, I'll talk to my guests and I'll say, hey, give me three, four tracks you want to talk about. And and then they send the tracks. They don't they don't give me the reason why. And then I send back the tracks I want to talk about. I form my list off of them to make sure we're not duplicating songs and stacking songs or whatever. So when he when I got OG Kush died from you, I was like, oh, I'm very interested. So first off what made you pick up pick it out and um second then just get to what you want to say about it yeah well this song in my opinion and also uh our homie jason lanham's opinion who <laughs> i listened to this song with shout out jason often. lanham yeah, shout out he texted jason. me right before the podcast too actually you that's know. funny should have him on sometime it'd be yeah cool. i i tried to lock him down for the game 1992 album review but our our couldn't match and so i actually ended up that's actually one of the lost podcasts that i'll never that'll probably never drop is uh 1992 we didn't we didn't get to the recording stages but i have all my notes my ratings everything about it that's and crazy jason yeah, just, dropped the ball man anyway yeah, jason dropped the ball on that one. but <laughs> you're still my guy yeah man for sure but uh anyway between uh us two because we talk about this one all the time this is the hardest beat on the album in my opinion and it's just just goes so freaking crazy hard anyway um he he does a really good job again describing his experience in the trap. He changes flow a few times. He makes it really interesting. Um, I just I got one question though. Like, what color is he going to paint the White House? What color is he going to? Because like he the says he's going to paint it, but he never tells me what color. Anyway, um, the beat change in this song from like hardcore trap to like Jamaican just blew my mind yeah. the first time I heard it, and it was just and it's like so synthy yeah, too. It's it's crazy when he gets into it though. The flow changes up. He gets really lyrical about. It. He starts throwing in those dad jokes. Um, used to drive a Porsche till I found out it's made by a Volkswagen. Just, I, and then, then the, the line about Migos, he makes the Migos pun, he's sipping Quavo, riding off, says, about to take off. Yeah. And then, like, the beat just cuts out, and I'm just like, oh. What a just, way to just end, Just keep yeah. being 2 chains, 2 chains, please, just, that's why, this is the reason I like 2 chains. Like, this song right here. Yeah. Is the reason that I, I love 2 chains. And so, we talk about the, we, we go back and forth, obviously, about the, about the substance, the level of substance and everything, but... You know, there's something to be said about two chains. Is just dope at being two chains. Exactly. And, and and this is one of those songs that's in his pocket. Typical two chains flex track. That's what I wrote in my notes. Uh, because again, I don't really have much to add to it other than the fact that it is a dope record. Uh, definitely two chains is this is in his bag. This is back to his bag. Er, back to his bag rather. Um, as opposed to a lot of this album, which is outside of his bag. You know, the the burglar bars, the the Riverdale's, the Saturday nights. All those are kind of outside of his bag at least at least from my perspective what coming into this album and so he definitely proved me wrong there and not to say that i was discrediting him or anything but i just hadn't seen it yet and so this was this was this was a dope refresher and with this song it it's a nice it's a it's a familiar one so two chains fans you know if if you're just a fan of two chains for the traditional two chains definitely check this out because this is a record that's going to uh be one of the it's it's definitely one of the most in his bag records on here 
on this album out. Would you agree with that? Yeah, oh, absolutely. If you want to hear a, a traditional Two Chains banger, yeah, look no further than OG Kush Diet. It's just it it fits in with a lot of his just hits, the songs that he's known for, the songs that are great that you hear on the radio till the end of time, and it just just put it on in your car with the bass up and and have a good time. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, um, so I will I will close then with my last track, and uh, then we'll get into overall thoughts here. And that is "It's a Vibe." And so the first two tracks I brought up were kind of aggressive, moody, and dark. Whereas this one's the exactly as the title would suggest. It's a vibey and smooth track. It is a vibe. Like the song, the song is dope. Um, features a fantastic array of guest vocals uh, from Ty Dollar Sign, Trey Songs, and of course my girl. Slash Big Sean's girl, Janae Keo. Um, those of you that know me personally know that I have a long, long affection for Janae Keo. Shout out Big Sean. You're winning for that one. Good good move, Sean. I approve. Um, 2088 was dope, by the way. I'm really excited for 2088, too, by oh, yeah. the way. Um, and so... Uh, you know, I, I hadn't heard too many Janae features recently, so um, it kind of it kind of stepped. Uh, again, my first listen is in work. I got my phone down. I'm just letting it play mm-hmm. through the speakers, and I hear it come on, and that catches me. But um, two chains, just like well, again, well, the, well, the singers deliver the stellar vocals, and I think that's really kind of that's like a very very important. That's like the backbone of the song, but really what flashes it out and fills it up is two chains laid back flow that really kind of adds another level to this record and um the way two chains is able to because as i'm hearing the hook i'm just like okay i'm curious to see how two chains will Uh, two chains i not that he won't fit or that he'll sound out of place on the record but he won't like I didn't see this as a hand and glove fit. Like I didn't see Two Chains making this a hand and glove fit. His flow going with, um, going with the singing. But you know, it it was a nice contrast and it worked. It wasn't a total contrast, but it was a nice contrast. And Two Chains did a good job of capturing the vibe and the aesthetic. It's again, while the hook is phenomenal and I love and you know every time I listen to it, I look forward to the hook. But I definitely still heavily enjoy Two Chains on this song i don't think he gets lost in the song at all and i again like i said i think he what would be otherwise like a traditional poppy record mm-hmm. i think he adds substance to it and he adds he adds just kind of he he makes the song more well-rounded and so to me that's that's what makes this record so dope and it's to me it's one of the best songs of the summer it's you know everybody always has to debate what's the song of uh what's the song of the summer of 2017 um, this to me is one of the ones that should be in consideration because it's a really dope record. I agree. I, I think that this song, like you mentioned, is very well rounded. Um, obviously, you got three singers, but you got three very different singers. You, know, you got Trey Songs, who's known for, you know, like the the sexual and, and sensual whatever. Uh, you got Ty Dolla Sign, who's typically a, a great feature artist and does a lot of great hooks and choruses. Yeah, and uh, he's kind of more the the laid back, moody, vibey oh, type yeah. of artist. He definitely fits this track yeah. insanely well. He's basically the vibe hook guy. Uh, and then you know, Janae has the infectious like female vocals. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. her voice is just angelic. So she yeah. comes in and completely changes the feel up, which is great too. But then of course you have Two Chains, who comes in with his you know trap rap style and. And he does it in a way that fits the the beat, and it doesn't feel out of place, but it also breaks up the song again and gives it a fourth sound. Yeah. So, 
it's it's just a really nice uh, really nice way to have a song with a bunch of different sounds that doesn't feel out of place. Yeah, and it all it all captures and creates one aesthetic vibe, but it's but it's different parts, and so you know there there's probably a lot of people that will listen. You know, will have uh, they'll they'll think Ty Dollar Sign was the best part of the song, mm-hmm. or they'll like the Janae Keo part, or the Two Chains part, or the or the Trey Songz part, like the best because they are different parts, but at the same time, the it's it's amazing how the song comes together so clean and crisp and it really sounds like one whole song it doesn't sound out of fit N- no one takes away from each other they nope. all add different elements and i think that's i think that's really dope and that's why i think it's one of the standout and best records on this album yeah one of the best things about it's a vibe is it's almost like four vibes that yeah. all kind of fit together so yeah, that's and again, the instrumental is just top notch. Oh yeah, uh, the instrumental is phenomenal. I but, could listen to just the instrumental, but the yeah. song itself is just so good. The song itself, yeah, exactly. Um, so great song. Let's uh, let's jump in then to overall thoughts if you're ready for that. Yeah, so, sure. I'll let you take the roast. Give me your give me your rating and your just kind of overall thoughts on the album. All right, so this album is it's very two chains, but he experimented a lot. Um, I think he might be going for a new sound. He might be trying something new just to see how the response is. Uh, but it didn't feel out of place. I feel like he's he's finding a new sound, and it's really working for him. Um, he's kind of getting into the storytelling more, and you know, I, I feel like that's kind of where hip hop artists that aren't mumble rappers are going. And uh, I really appreciate that hip hop is actually kind of coming back in a way so i i really dig this album if uh, i put a number on it i would give it a six and a half um it's where does it fall short for you then because uh, obviously it's not a 10 so right it's i don't i don't know if Cause i have we've been pretty tens. positive so far so you know yeah. where, where yeah, yeah, where's yeah. the where's the falling the short is it the, is it the lack of the the depth of the storytelling is it what what is it exactly that's holding it back for you because you said there's not really many skippable records no there's really not i really enjoy it um you know i think what it comes down to is is it not it's it's two chains i like two chains but he's not the cup of tea i go for at first and you know or whatever the expression is supposed to be but um he's not my go-to artist uh it's like i definitely appreciate his music and i enjoy it but if i uh if I gave this anything higher than maybe like a seven or an eight, it would be up in, in albums, you know, like that are classics, uh, at least how I'm rating it. Right. So with a six and a half, that doesn't mean it's bad. I would give like no, a six four and a half is a good score. Yeah, a four or five would be like average yeah. or, in sli- or slightly below. I gave the uh, Yachty album like a two, I think. Yeah, I think it was a two. So like it's above average. It's not, uh, you know, it's not super stellar for me. It's really, it's a good album. Yeah, it's solid. But it's it's that's a good way to put it it's solid but you know i'm, I'm not gonna go back to this in a few years i don't think maybe minus a, a couple tracks yeah and, and yeah so i think okay so to get off with um get out to get off from where you were going i i think i think i can kind of finish where you're saying because i think you're you're feeling the same way i am because we have similar scores i have a seven out of ten um to me this album tends to fluctu- fluctuate from dark moody aggressive trap beats like saturday night riverdale kush uh, og kush diet to spacious bangers like 4am it's a vibe poor fool good drink which we didn't even talk about really like we said um realize um and then also to like these fun blissful records like like big amount and Balan or 
Balin, is that how you say it? I uh, forget how Pharrell pronounced it. I think yeah. it's something like it's Balain or yeah, it might be Balain. Yeah, Balain. Yeah, or something like that. So, um, anyways, apologies that I got the name wrong. Um, but yeah, this album feels like to me, Two Chains finally is starting to hit all the marks of. Uh, this album has a lot of hit records, which we didn't even speak on. Like I said, you know, Big Amount we didn't talk about, which is a dope track. Uh, Good Drink, 4AM. Again, those are like. Those are three of probably like the four or five biggest commercial records of the off this album, and we didn't even get to speak on them. So, and they're and they're good records too, um, and and a wide variety of production, uh, a lot of versatility, as before mentioned. Uh, he's he brings consistently dope bars and great substance. Um, and before this album, I seen Two Chains. I kind of talked about it earlier as like a guest, a feature artist, and a dope rapper, but not the greatest album creator. So he definitely proved me wrong with this one because this is a great album and definitely, in my opinion, his best work to date. Uh, this album, to me, has the album itself maybe not maybe doesn't have a lot of high replay value, but this album will kind of always be in rotation just because there's quite a few records that I think I'll be bumping for the rest of the year um, and maybe even beyond, like, come next summer. Uh, I don't know, beyond that. And... Um, again, like, like you said, I agree. There's not many skippable tracks. Um, I think my least favorite is Door swang- Swangin', but I agree. Yeah, outside of that, outside of that, I mean, and, and even that's not a terrible song. It's just something that I probably won't listen to much after the review. Um, and, and to sum it up again, seven out of 10, I think we're seeing two chains enter as prime. And I think where it falls short, because I'm with you, mm-hmm. like to me, like an eight is a damn good album. And like 8.5 is where you're getting near classic territory to me. So so again, I I have kind of a strict a strict grading scale. So seven out of ten is actually really really good. Um, it's it's a really solid album. And again, I think to have a seven out of ten, you have to have pretty much no skippable tracks or very few, and you have to have consistently dope songs throughout it where there's a lot of there's a lot of highs and not many lows to get a seven. But where this falls short of being an eight, a nine, or a ten is the fact is not really the substance because I'm I'm fine with the substance um again we can go back and forth on that uh, but where it falls short to me is these records are good borderline great but they're not these all-time greats they're not like a lot of these songs I don't think you'll hear past a year or two and you know that's fine because that's like the shelf life of normal of of like normal good music like like it's a vibe I think is the one that has the potential to last probably the longest. But even that one, I don't know if that's played next summer by like radio and stuff like that. And I know that radio doesn't dictate our thoughts anymore, but just generally saying as far as like and by radio I don't also mean just in the car radio, I mean like played at parties, like things like that. Like I don't think a lot of these records are good and they're cool and they'll last a lot of the summer, but they're not the bitch don't kill my vibes. The hypnotizes that you're gonna hear 25 years from now, right? Like so, or even no lie, where he was featured on Drake's. Right, where yeah. You hear that still to this day. Yeah, and so so these are songs that those are songs that like you're gonna hear for a long, long time, and I just don't know if it has that level of longevity. It has solid longevity. Look, if a, if a song lasts more than a month, that's good. Uh, with how fast food microwave. Uh, society is when it comes to music nowadays if a song lasts more than a month that's good and so i definitely think these songs will last most of the rest of the year if not the rest of the year 
and maybe even creep into next year a little. But as far as far as this goes, I don't see beyond that. You know what I'm saying? So that's mm-hmm. where that's where kind of it's 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 great. It's not all time great. Exactly. And that's where that's where I draw the line. And if it were all time great, this would be a classic album. If these were if these had the songs that were gonna be played 25 years from now, that then I then I would be labeling this a classic. But it doesn't have that. So to me, it's a good album. It's a really solid album. It's one of the best albums this year. Don't think it'll make my top five, but it's probably in my top ten if I'm just going off of just pure memory of what's dropped this year it's definitely probably in my top 10 i'd be i'd be i'd be very surprised if it's not um it's probably right outside the top five to be honest it's probably closer to top five than it is to top 10 but um with that being said i think it's i think it's a solid album uh two chains i think like i said is entering his prime so i'm excited i'm excited to see where he goes next again he already announced that he's working on a new album and q-tips on it I uh, I don't think it means it's a collaborative album. I think it just means Q-Tips uh, making a guest appearance on it. So, or maybe he's Q-Tips not even on it. Maybe he's just he's just talking to Q-Tip about the album and playing them records and trying to use Q-Tips intelligence and 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 thoughts on music to kind of bounce ideas off of because that's what a lot of artists do. But anyways, I'm kind of rambling. I'm done with my overall thoughts. Let's give our favorite tracks and uh, get on out of here. Cool, yeah. Um, favorite tracks for me, uh, besides the ones that we already talked about, 4AM with Travis Scott. Uh, I'm a huge Travis Scott fan also, so having him on a track that really felt uh, like the Travis Scott feel with 2 Chains actually on it just was amazing to me. Yeah, very um, spacious. Oh, absolutely, and, yeah. yeah. And that's, that's his whole aesthetic is like this kind of outer space, different world realm type yeah. of music. The and, whole thing is atmospheric, yeah. and I yeah. love it. Very um, atmospheric. Of course, Big Amount. Yeah. It's just it's just big amount you know you got drake on there too it's it's almost like a, a callback to the features that they've done together in the past yeah um you know they always make great songs together so it's another great uh great track that's on the album. and it sounds like a it sounds like a current song where where drake and uh, where drake and two chains are at as far as like it sounds kind of like a mixture between this album pretty girls like trap music as well as more life it sounds like it sounds it kind of sounds like those songs like portland and stuff like the vibes of of more life as well as um as well as a combination of what this album is pretty girls like trap music sonically speaking they it kind of sounds like it's where they're at where it's kind of sounds like where drake and two chains are at as far as their music career and what they're the sounds they're diving into at this point in their stage so it sounds like a very modern uh song for them but go ahead and finish with your list yeah absolutely um the last one i wanted to mention is sleep when you die i just love the vibe of that song um i dig the uh just basically you know no one's gonna help you but you so make your shit work kind of feel to it um just low-key way more hype than like the tempo initially implies just by listening to his lyrics and all that and um you know 100k a feature man make your money two chains do your thing <laughs> yeah man 100k a feature that's a that's what i'm hoping that's the goal for a podcast man 100k a feature for a podcast and we just start charging you 100k a feature is that what it is <laughs> no i want to start charging other people 100k <laughs> man i'll get the family discount with you the, that's the pan, right that's the right. pan cow tv broadcast and media that's discount. Right. shout out uh pan cow class man um those of you that are listening which is probably no one because i'm kind of out of touch with most of them <laughs> outside of you and jason man i don't really talk to the rest of the group well uh, that, i'm gonna go back laughing. and listen to it so i'll be i'll appreciate the shout out yeah. to me outside of the podcast 
<laughs> that yeah. you're in. Yeah, exactly. That you're in, yeah. yeah Wish you guys up, all well. Yeah. All right, but yeah, my favorites are uh, Riverdale, Good Drank, Rolls Royce Bitch, which is oh, another one we didn't even talk about. That's just very that fun. Song, that's just fun. You're you just right. can't say, you just can't not say Rolls Royce Bitch every time it comes on. It's just like the, the first time he leads into that chorus, it's just like. <laughs> yes the just... energy is just there oh yeah and then um and then to round out my favorites uh it's a vibe which i mentioned again for all the reasons i previously mentioned just a very dope smooth record definitely think it's gonna last a long time and it's it's really it's just man it's just really dope so alex thank you for coming on man Thanks uh why don't you uh again. yeah man anytime anytime man uh like i said you're you're always giving me good content, so as long as you give me good content, you can always come back, buddy. Um, and it's good catching up with you too, man, because we don't get to see each other because of our schedules too often. But um, why don't you go and tell him uh, where you're at because you're pretty busy doing what you do. Oh, jeez. Yeah, He's I'm, a great cameraman, by the way. I'm all over the place. I've been uh, working freelance video stuff lately. Uh, between me and Jason, we're actually we're working on an LLC. And we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be doing some pretty decent sized commercial content here pretty soon. But um, you can find me uh, online and see what I'm up to at uh, Shoot Alexander on Instagram and Twitter. It's just one big word together. Don't actually shoot me. It's a camera pun. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that you can see all the cool stuff I've been up to since I can't even remember. I'm every day doing something different. So. Yeah, man. Uh, part of the reason we had to reschedule is because the man's so busy, always, always, always doing great, always doing great work, man. And shout out to Jason because he has a dope YouTube channel as well, which I won't plug for him because if he wants to plug it, he's gonna have to come on the podcast and actually give me some good content. Oh, Jason. Oh, Jason, buddy, you gotta come on the podcast, man. I'm telling you, and I know he's gonna listen to this one because he's di- dying for my thoughts on two chains. True. And, it, and yeah, and. You'll, I'm sure you'll make sure, because you're more in contact with him than I am. I'm sure you'll make sure he hears this podcast when it drops. Yeah. So, all right. Um, thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, I'm your host, Chris Platty. You can find all my stuff on Twitter, at RealChrisPlatty. Again, ChrisPlatty.com is coming soon, as well as the launching. Um, there's some things that actually are going to tie in with uh, the quarter podcast, which, are, which I'm uh, going to do that which will be the second quarter podcast, which is the halfway, because two quarters is a half. There you go, simple mathematics. <laughs> simple mathematics. So that's coming up soon. That's a big podcast. Uh, definitely going to review um, Definitely gonna review Jay-Z444. Actually, I reviewed it for another channel as well, um, the Hip Hop Review Podcast. They're dope. They're my guys. Shout out Will Gilvante, the pro. You can find, you can find me um, on, their, on their podcast, at Hip Hop Review Podcast on Twitter and iTunes and um there you'll find dope content they're they're really great they do a phenomenal job they're one of the best hip-hop podcasts in the game and um and then so that's a free plug for them and as well as for me again man you can find all my all my stuff on my twitter i have a link to itunes to my itunes and podbean whichever platform you prefer again i'm watching everywhere soon i'm gonna be on youtube i'm gonna be on google play stitcher everywhere that allows podcasts there will be a podcast and you can find Strictly Hip Hop and Strictly Hoop Talk. Again, um, I'm in the middle of NBA free agency, so that's been kind of busy too. That's been why the hip hop podcasts have lately been slacking, but um, definitely going to drop some more stuff. Like I said, got a lot of uh, reviews and actually some discussion threads uh, coming soon. Some some more like discussion outside of outside of just album reviews coming. So a lot of dope content coming for hip hop. And as always, um, this is the dog days of the NBA, but I got some interesting tricks up my sleeve, so I'm going to be dropping some very interesting 
NBA stuff as well for Strictly Hoop Talk. And yeah, until then, um, see see you later. Thank you for everyone for tuning in. And again, at real Chris or at real Chris Platty on Twitter, and that will uh, give you all the links you need to all my content. And ChrisPlatty.com coming soon. Once again, Alex, thank you for coming out, my brother. Man, thank you for having me once again. And uh, you mind since they stayed to the end? Can I let them in on a little secret? What's that? Okay, so everybody who's listening, uh, I'm gonna hook your boy up with some cameras. You might be seeing him pretty soon on YouTube. So we're gonna we're gonna have podcasts, we're gonna have video streams, we're gonna have dope stuff on camera for you too. So your man's moving up in the world. We're gonna make some dope stuff. Trying to make power moves, as Big Sean says. Power moves only. Peace out, everyone.